Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Aloha, and welcome back to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. It's so nice to be back on the air on this gorgeous fall day here in Seattle. I'm not supposed to talk about the weather, but it is a gorgeous fall day here in Seattle. And Eric, how was your week uh, away from the Marie Menu Cherry Show in a way? It, it's been great. I, I missed you, though. I'm Aww. glad to have you back here live in the studio. Me I know too. our listeners and callers uh, missed uh, being able to call in live to the show as well, although we had some great encores, so yes. uh, that, that was nice. And I know that's so nice. You know, we've interviewed so many people over the years that we can go into our library and, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I want to listen to that show again. <laughs> it's lovely. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately, I had to sit. You know, or lay down on a lawn chair oh, by a pool next to the ocean. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was horrific, I must admit. You know, it was just Sounds terrible. Difficult. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> and then I had to go listen to Eckhart Tolle. You know, that was also just, you know, devastating. And then, of course, Wayne Dyer. In fact, there was this funny moment. Um, my favorite really was Ram Das. I must admit, I've never seen him in person. He suffered a stroke a few years back, so there was some challenge for him in speaking, but sometimes when he couldn't come up with the words, he would just say yum yum. And I just actually adored that. <laughs> I loved every moment. I'm going to try it. that. Hey, yeah. Um, but there was Anytime a... we stumble, it's just. Exactly. Yum yum. yum, yum. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's made me laugh um, since I was at the retreat. Uh, but Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle were together having a dialogue, and it was really quite funny because Wayne Dyer uh, made a comment that um, there's this list of 100 most influential spiritual people on the planet and he said that he was on this list and he was really surprised about it and he asked Eckhart if he'd heard about the list and he said yes I've heard about the list and and Wayne Dyer goes well I'm number three on the list and you know the audience is clapping and and he goes yeah uh, I called my ex-wife to tell her the good news she said that no one called her you know that she wouldn't have necessarily voted him into spot number three but he says that every once in a while his ego comes in and he wonders how he can take out number two, which is the Dalai Lama, and then number one, which is Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> so it was quite hysterical and funny. And um, yeah, I, I had a wonderful time. And just by pondering that, he's probably been bumped down the list, yeah, I would seriously. think. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But of course, the audience was laughing. Right. And, you know, and, and Eckhart, you know, says, yes, I've seen the list. And he didn't talk any more about it, where mm-hmm. Wayne talked about it multiple times <laughs> during the, <laughs> the dialogue. But it was it was really great to be on vacation and yet be a, around a lot of like-minded people, you know. Was, and of course, I got to Talked to Tammy Simon, who is, you know, the founder of Sounds True, because she was there. And so that was lovely to hug her and hang out with her for a little bit. Um, It was really fun. I enjoyed it. So I'm just grateful that I got to get away for a while, get a teeny tan, and come back to the Northwest. Excellent. Yes. Well, uh, you look great in your grass skirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. I just, I didn't know that you would notice. Thank of course. So <laughs> of course. I can't walk uh, around like that and, and not be noticed. So. You're so cute. <laughs> and, and there was a book that I read. It was really fun just to lay by the pool. I haven't done that in years. And just read, you know. It, wow, what fun. And then go swimming. It was really fun. Um, and one of the authors that I'll be interviewing coming up on December 1st, it's in our commercial that you just heard, 
is Lee Forston, and she wrote Embrace, Release, Heal, an empowering guide to talking about, thinking about, and treating cancer. And I was just engrossed by the book. I loved it. I I love all the um, potential non-conventional approaches that people have taken and have actually worked to help them heal through cancer. And then the underlying cause, which, of course, I believe with anything that's going on in our life, whether it's a health ailment or financial problem or a relationship issue is to deal with the emotions that we have in our body that we tend to um, not pay attention to and, you know, repress them into our body that can create havoc. So it's a wonderful book. I cannot wait to interview her. Probably my favorite book of the year so far. So, um, yeah. So today we're going to talk about the veil and a little bit about the other side because, you know, the veil got very thin during Halloween, that's when it's the thinnest of the year. Of course, unfortunately, I had to, you know, be on an island in the sunshine eating M&Ms in my room. Um, it was terrible. No, it was just awful. Um, but the, the veil gets very, very thin. And mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about that and answer questions for people about the veil and help them with their intuition as well. And why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Sure. But before we do that, I do want to let people know that they can call in today. We are live and here on, uh, what is it? The 8th of November wow. already, 2011. Wow. And uh, you can call in at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And now we will go to the phones. Let's talk to Alana in Chicago. Hi, Alana. How are you? Hi, Marie. Fine. Thank you. Sure. What can I do for you? Well, um, I, you know, it's funny you said uh, uh, talking about the veil, and if I understand that, what that is, is what's on the other side and how you get messages. And um, I, uh, like a year ago, uh, started school, massage therapy school, and I would never have thought that that would be something for me, but I had a bit of intuition that came to me and told me to do it. And um, I have now completed my year-long training, and I'm just wondering if you see anything. Um, there's so many things I can do with it. If you if you see anything that's kind of telling me what to do with it. Ah, so you're right. The veil, you know, people describe it as a veil that surrounds the earth plane. And it was created a long time ago with when human beings really went into their ego strongly and, and felt this, you know, vast separation that many people feel between themselves and source energy or creation or what, you know, formlessness, if you will. And so it was um, there to protect us so that we wouldn't feel like we were crazy. (laughs) But um, we're actually getting crazier in a way because we are now multisensory. Many of us are, you know, venturing out into the multisensory world. And that means that the veil thins for those who expand their consciousness and their awareness and ask the hard questions or take a risk like you did doing something that you never thought that you were going to do that you really enjoyed, by the way. You really enjoyed the class. Is that true? I had a very hard time with it. it, it really? It, yeah, it, it was so unlike me. Um, I, I, I had a hard time. <laughs> so you didn't enjoy it? No, I think that's going to come after. I think what <laughs> I'm really going to enjoy is once I'm out of school and on my own and finding a way that, uh, that's going to suit me to go with it. Um, I think that's when the enjoyment's going to come. But no, I struggled quite a bit. So what, I found it difficult. So what did you not like about it? Because this is very important. You know, I have this, wow, it was something new, interesting for you, that you were fascinated by it. But that's not how you feel. So, no, 
Yes. It, so, it what is, part was hard? Um, everything. It was. It was um, anatomy, which I had never. T- I mean, my background is horticulture, and this was yeah. learning the body. And, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, it's not like a plant. <laughs> you know? It was. It was very difficult to remember. Um, muscles, you know, mm-hmm. are their origins and insertions. It is and, hard. There's thousands of them. You know, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. yeah. That, well, that 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 was hard for me, <laughs> and so I didn't enjoy that. Uh-huh. Um, did yeah. you did you like massaging people? I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, and I still do. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that part you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So the studying wasn't fun. No, not at all. And and there was so much coming at at me so fast. It seemed like it should have been a two year course, but it's all done in one. And I was like, "Wow, this is too fast." And you yeah. did well. So, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's an interesting part. You were terrified about the curriculum, although you did well. So I think you need to reformulate. You know, maybe stop saying you didn't like it. I I think that obviously you get stressed under pressure. I think you're hard on yourself. I think you have high expectations for you, which, by the way, you did meet. And so, so I think you need to reevaluate that. I think there's a disconnect between your emotions and your brain. And your brain's mm-hmm. going, oh, my God, all this studying. Oh, my God, I'm too old for this or whatever the heck the story was that you told yourself or old stories mm-hmm. that you have from school or whatever. Because you did well in class and you did like touching people, which if you're going to be a massage therapist, you kind of need to enjoy that. <laughs> Otherwise, yep. we need to find another career for you. Right. So I would reevaluate that whole circumstance because I want you to be in some sort of alignment and maybe change your perception about it because you did do well. I mean, if you well, were, yeah, you did hit the nail on the head. It was because uh, I, I I was stressing because yeah. of what was being taught and and how quickly and and so that's where oh I don't like this came in. Mm-hmm. So how do I reframe that saying oh I know I'm going to do good? Well, you uh, did. I, I, I think mm-hmm. you need to start telling yourself the truth. Wow. But I didn't know that. I didn't but, know that. But you that know it, it now, and you got mm-hmm. grades back, so you, yep. there, you were getting information every time you were tested. You weren't failing. Yeah, so, but it's funny. I still felt so lost. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think you need to sit down and have some time with yourself and get to the truth. Because what's happening, this is that part, this is the reason why the veil exists for, I mean, one way to look at why the veil exists. Because your mind's telling you a story that is really opposite than the experience. You are stressed, but that's really your issue. You need to learn how to not be stressed, especially when things are going well. Mm. Ah, and so so there's a new perception that you need to gain, a new level of consciousness, which helps you to see through the veil, which really to me looks like a placenta, by the way. It doesn't look like a veil. It's, Uh It's a little bit thicker than a veil, but as our consciousness expands, it does get thinner. And then after a while, it almost looks like mist. And then after a while, it's like we have headlights or a headlight through our third eye that that burns off the mist and allows us to have clarity. So I think it would be really fun to reevaluate this because there could be other things that you choose to study or experience that could bring on this same vibration of stress that is not necessary. Okay. It would be totally different if you were flunking out. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. obviously you memorized these muscles and you passed and you did good. I mean, when I look Mm -hmm. at it, I'm like, you did well in your classes. You should be proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So, um, number one, that's what I would work on is this self-appreciation and, okay. um, you know, in the future, what can I do to reduce my stress? And I think for a lot of people is, especially if your stress is not real, I mean, you weren't flunking out. Sure, you had to study, but you already knew that. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, that to tell yourself, wow, I'm doing a good job. So why am I stressed? What's the real cause for my anxiety and my stress? Mm. Okay. Mm. I think that's going to be very big for you as you choose about what to do next. Okay. Yeah. Because do you, do you want to do more intuitive work? I do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and so I say, yay, great for you. And that means you need to understand yourself more. The more you know yourself, the more you can connect with your form and formlessness. Those are the words that Eckhart Tolle uses, our, our body and then our being beyond the body. The more you know things about yourself, the more you have access to wisdom about all things because you're a divine, irreplaceable part of creation and consciousness. So being honest with yourself and truthful with yourself, asking yourself questions like, well, what was my stress really about? Number one, was that necessary for me? Was it, wow, maybe I could have gotten 110% on all my tests if I had lowered my anxiety. That doesn't seem to be related to my scores. (laughs) yeah i think that would be um very important for you and then i think you're going to have more clarity on the intuitive work that you want to do okay okay all right great thank you so much have a beautiful day in chicago thank you you have a good day too thank you bye-bye so we're going to take another break well our first break actually here on the marie menu cherry show and uh i'm happy to be happy to be back behind the mic Missing some palm trees and some ocean waves, but uh, happy to be in the Northwest. We'll be right back. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. There's an exciting new Astrology Hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Write it down, shout it loud. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, wasn't that fun? And welcome back to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. It's Tuesday Bootcamp for the Soul. We're talking about the veil and consciousness. A lot of people think that either you're psychic or intuitive, which, by the way, those two words mean exactly the same thing, or you're not. And, and that's really not true. It's very normal for beings to evolve in their multisensory ability, which means to sense 
deeply within inside your own body and outside of your own body in this world and other realms. And that happens, I believe, and is triggered through the expansion of consciousness, which is truly self-awareness, having an awareness of what's really going on, asking yourself kind of hard and challenging questions like, why am I stressed, like our last caller, or why aren't I happy? Or what is it that I want to do next in my life? Or It could be a number of things, but honest questions that allow you to think more soulfully about your being, about your place in the world, about your purpose, um, about anything. And, and also learning to be with yourself when things are challenging for you so that you can create new coping mechanisms, ways to soothe your being and ultimately your soul so that you can move through the challenges that we all experience while we're in human form. I'm sure we experience challenges when we're outside of the human realm as well. But, you know, uh, currently all of us are in our bodies right now. So this is where our challenges are. And Eric, we have some questions too that people wrote in from the website. So um, We do. Would you like to uh, yeah. take some of those questions now? Please. Or Actually, I think it's one question, but it no, we've got two sides. Ah, <laughs> I didn't see the two so sides. It's a, it's a long question. Or? <laughs> we've got a couple, yeah, kind of okay. long questions. So let's do at least one yeah, right we'll now. Yeah, we'll do one and then go to the phone lines. Great. And this comes to us from Mikkel. Dear Marie, I've been listening to your Tuesday and Thursday show along with your archive shows, and I appreciate, appreciate all the help and insight they're providing. I am at a place in my life where I need to make life-changing decisions that will affect many people that I love. I'm asking my guides for signs of what to do, and I'm doing a lot of mirror work. I feel like my third eye is becoming more in touch with my spiritual side. I envision four guides with a dominant male in front of the others. He seems strong, wise, and elderly in my vision. I use a pendulum to receive answers from my guides. Please help me in continuing to receive and communicate with my guides as I know that they have my greater good in their intentions. I feel like I need to grow in this area. Can you confirm the number of guides that I have and what they are trying to help me to do? Are there better ways to communicate and receive messages from them? Is my father guiding me as well? Thank you so much for your strength in aiding me to grow. Sincerely, Mikkel. Oh, nice. Hi, Mikkel. Um, yeah, I do think you have four guides, um, definitely, and you do have a dominant male guide. The pendulum is a great tool. It's a beginning tool. So when you want to advance to have more information, because it basically answers questions yes or no. It doesn't give more information beyond that. And what's interesting, when a person reaches a capacity to take in more information, their multisensory abilities have expanded, the pendulum actually stops working for them. Like, I cannot use the pendulum for, you know, maybe once a year, maybe. So it's not a tool that I use. It's a beginning tool. Um, and so now that you're kind of dancing in the connection with your spirit guides, I think it would be great to meditate if you don't. And to perhaps ask a question before you begin to meditate and allow that formlessness to come in into a way that you can translate it in a physical um, understanding. So that's what I would recommend. And it sounds like what your what your opening statement was in your question, Mikkel, was interesting about how you're trying to make choices that benefit other people. Yeah, I don't recommend that. I think that when you're making decisions that are in your highest good, you're not really thinking about everybody else you're really thinking about what works well for you and that may sound kind of selfish but if you do things that are in your best interest and your real honest to goodness best interest then it's great for everyone else too so that's what i'm thinking 
Why don't we go to the phone lines, Eric? All right. Let's talk to Karen in Seattle. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm doing okay, Marie. Thanks. Sure. Um, I guess I'm having problems trusting my intuition. Mm. I, I'm rec- I, Well, probably in the last year and a half, I kind of have been guided to end my marriage. Mm-hmm. And... And it's been a long process, and now that I've made a decision to move out, um, I'm, I just keep second-guessing this, and, and part of it is because my partner is um, very convincing and, and begging and, and that kind of stuff, and so I, I just keep thinking, am I doing the right thing? And I I guess I, I need to make sure, you know, I am doing the right thing for my greater good and for you know, knowing that I'm, I'm reading my intuition, right? I guess. Mm-hmm. I think you're reading your intuition perfectly, you know, and, and I think that when we really care about another person, I'm not saying that your partner doesn't care about you, but you're just in different levels of awareness. And I personally wouldn't want someone to stay in a relationship with me if I have to beg them to stay. I mean, yikes. You That's know. what I kind of thought too. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I noticed your energy when you're talking about him convincing you what he's really trying to do is manipulate you, actually. That's what it feels like. And that's been the a main problem in the relationship from the beginning is manipulation, um, from my perspective. And, uh-huh. and, and so when you were talking about it, I noticed your energy went down. And then when you talked about being on your own, I felt your energy move, and trusting your intuition moved up. Um, okay. It expanded. So I think you already have the answer. You, you already okay. know you do. You're just worried about him. But right. when, when you're making a great decision for you, then it's a great decision for him, too, because somehow he's not able to learn whatever he needs to learn in this relationship. Okay. And, and, and yes, he's it's, it's not going to be happy about it, and you will be happier from what I can see, <laughs> which you already know. You already know yeah. that you will be. Um, right. And that means that that, that could be a, an opportunity for him to grow is through his dissatisfaction of not having you around. And that could be a fabulous opportunity for him. I know that my ex-husband became a much better parent when he had to work a little bit harder in his parenting skills when the children were with him without me refereeing the relationship. Yeah, yeah, I made okay. it so much better. I mean, the kids and him get along really, really well now. So, um, yeah, I think your intuition's correct. You know it is. You just, it's, you know, I, it, it's really not about your intuition. It's about guilt and yeah. not wanting to hurt another person. You already know what's in your highest good. I mean, clearly, in my opinion, you know. And it, it's. I'm sorry that ending the relationship is going to cause him discomfort. I, I, I wish it wouldn't, but you can't prevent that. You've already tried to prevent that by staying in the relationship longer than you wanted to. Much longer than you wanted to. True. Okay. And and he didn't change, you didn't change, the relationship didn't change and so you you know, you basically feel that you have one option now that will help your soul feel fulfilled and at peace. And <laughs> and that's what you want to go towards. So that that's my interpretation anyway. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. that- Sounds about right. And here's what I would recommend so you can, you know, I think it's fun to be a witness in a situation. So the next time you guys are together and he's begging you or whatever the circumstances are and you're starting to feel guilty, do your best to detach. This will help you to look through the veil and be an observer to what's happening instead of reacting 
it might be really interesting so that you can, from a multisensory place, get a perception of how he's responding and why and how you, you used to respond and why. It'll be a fascinating experience for you. Oh, okay. I'll, okay. I'll try that. Thank you. And the best of luck to you. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Should we take another call? Okay. Well, let's go ahead and talk to Jay in Lake Forest Park. Yeah, I didn't say yes. I just shook my head. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Hi, Jay. How are you? I knew hey, what you're you meant. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you? Um, well, I last talked to you September 6th, and after I talked to you, um, my spirit guides revealed themselves to me and taught me a really big, elaborate lesson, and it was really cool. Um, but since then, this October, I've been really confused and really conflicted, and mm. I felt I kind of feel like I'm in this internal battle with mm. myself, mm. and it's really confusing, <laughs> and right. it's really like like I get mixed messages, and uh-huh. I know it's not all from my higher self. It's like I feel like right. I'm fighting with my ego, right. and it's it's like it's having this, this last. Well, the ego will unfortunately live on in all of us, at least in, you know, for multiple lifetimes. It it is moving towards a a place of extinction, but it could be centuries before the human race allows that to happen or even longer than that. Totally. totally. Right. But you're right. When when you're in that unsure doubting place, you're right. You're in battle between what you want, your expectations, what you think you're supposed to have, which is all ego, Mm -hmm. versus your higher self, which is detachment and clarity and peace and no expectations. Right. And right? I've been having a lot of mood swings. And, oh, interesting. Um, which is really unusual for uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Like, um, I'll get, like, emotional when a song plays. <laughs> and it's cool. But, I mean, it's just like, this doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely your heart chakra is opening up. You're empathic. So you're starting mm-hmm. to feel more around you. Okay. And I think part of the um, up and down in your emotions, not this song, that's great to get emotional while music comes on. That's w- oh, totally. one of the reasons, right? Yeah. One of the reasons why it was created is to create emotion for us. Yeah. But I think you're also picking up on the feelings of others, which makes it even more confusing. Mm-hmm. So if you are spending time with someone who is more um, up and down on their own emotions and not mm-hmm. very centered and your heart chakra is opening and you're becoming more empathic and you don't know yet how to separate yourself from others. Just like I have to learn to stay in my body because I can feel people so easily Right. that, you know, I, I would be exhausted after the, after walking into a Starbucks sh- sh- shop, if I didn't just stay in my own body and not read everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So it would be important for you to recognize that maybe some of this, you know, wobbly feeling that you're having is really related to someone else's in your life who's probably a lot more emotional than you thought, maybe even not as stable as you thought. Do you know okay. what I'm talking about? Totally. Okay. <laughs> so so one of the things to do when you're around this person, um, you can still have a connection to them, but stay more in your body. Start to feel your feet, you know, um, feel your waistband of your pants. Just start, even for 30 seconds at a time, start to move into your own being um, so that you can go, okay, well, I'm fine. I'm not really feeling, you know, what this person must be feeling right now. Right. It's just like this automatic response. And then I think it'll be easier for you to continue to have these incredible um, communications with your spirit guides. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's perfect. Thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome. And keep me posted. I want to know how you're doing. Yeah, totally. Will do. All right. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Thank you. And we're going to take another break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath, Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt, to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Manson Mitchell, Saturday mornings at 10. Good gab, great guest. It's all about the art of dynamic living, shared by celebrated people from all walks of life, many with a claim to fame. Then at 11, The Gary Mance Show, two hours of mastery and mystery. From transformational teachers that show you how to get to where you want to go in life to lively discussions of the world's most perplexing paranormal phenomena. That's Manson Mitchell, Saturday mornings at 10, followed by The Gary Mance Show at 11 Pacific on Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi, this is Adam Seward. Join me for an afternoon of presence. Awaken life every Monday at 3 p.m. here on Alternative Talk, 1150. For more info, go to www.embracingsilence.com. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website, It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. No, you're not alone. And it's not just you. The things you're experiencing are actually being felt around the world, and there is something you can do about it. Tune in for It's Not Just You with Lorelai Spiegelman, Susan Wayman, and Siobhan Mitchell, three professional women of wisdom who compare current events and how they offer you insight into your own personal world. Monday morning at 9 a.m. 1150kknw.com, your connection to Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Marine Manu Cherry Show. Aloha. We're, I'm back in Seattle, but I was in Maui for about uh, eight days. Loved it. Very fun, gorgeous. Had a wonderful time um, at the retreat. But happy to be back on the air and talking to all of the wonderful folks that listen to the show. Thank you again um, for listening to the show. It's one of my deepest pleasures to um, be on air and answer your questions and talk about all the woo-woo stuff. 
Um, and I want to thank everyone for attending Saturday's Spirit Guide class. That was a lot of fun. I had a great time. And this Friday, I will be at East West Bookshop teaching a class on riding the wave of happiness. And I just want to thank everyone who um, signed up for the class because it is sold out. Now, so. did you have that title before you went to Hawaii? I did. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it's it's called Riding the Wave of Happiness for 2012. I taught it in April to a sold-out audience, so we decided to do it again. And it's sold out a week this time ahead of time. So um, so um, hopefully we'll um, do that class sometime maybe in 2012, since it's all about 2012, which is really exciting. And I also wanted to... Um, this is just slightly off topic, but one of my uh, friends, a woman who helped me during a very difficult time in my life, her um, daughter has been diagnosed again with leukemia and is going to require a bone marrow transplant. Um, and her college-age child um, is going to need a donor. So um, one of her friends is actually doing a donation drive at the Duval Family Drugs Health Mart on uh, Thursday. But you can also um, you can donate in multiple locations. It's just a swab on the inside of your cheek now, so you don't even have to get blood drawn. And then you can go into the registry. So if you're interested, you can always call the Puget Sound Blood Center at 800-DONATE-1, um, extension 897. I'll put that up on my Facebook page, too. You can always follow me on Twitter or Facebook. So if that's something you've considered to be a part of is to, um, you know, donate your bone marrow at some point for someone that would be lovely and we're just sending out beautiful love to their family and that the perfect donor comes available and that it works great in her own system and creates a new bone marrow sanctuary for her healthy beautiful body so why don't we you have a question don't you eric from the website yeah yeah we've got a question from uh, laura uh, which i'll be happy to read here in just a moment but i do want to give the phone numbers out. Uh, You've had a couple encore shows, so I think people may not realize that we are (laughs) live today, and it's 1238 on November 8th, 2011, (laughs) and uh, you can call in if we do have some lines open. So give us a call at 877-825-8828. That's toll-free, 877-825-8828. Or if you're lucky enough to be in the gorgeous Seattle area, give us a call at 425 373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Again, we've got some lines open, so uh, feel free to give us a buzz. Now, Laura writes, Dear Marie, I attended your last event, Stepping Into Consciousness, and it really got me thinking about my guides and how they might interact with other people's guides. I do feel like my guides are pretty silent and others have told me that I have one guide that persistently placed challenges in my path. Places challenges in my path, I think she means to say. Yeah. It's like a never-ending body of tough work. But I think I'm stronger for it, just tired. Do our guides work together with other groups of guides to orchestrate experiences and learning? There is one particular person in my life that I really just need to stay away from because he just... <laughs> sucks the energy out of me and everyone around him. The pattern of this person is to lure me in with niceties and statements of changing behavior slash life and asking for advice. Then an insidious toxicity begins to build after trust has been established, thus shattering any ground gained in the relationship. We've been going through this for years. There's also background story which compounds the issue and might explain the reason for this behavior. His father has 
unending love for his son, yet the son acts like he wants to be estranged from the family (laughs) and only pops up when he needs something, money, resources, he's in a crisis, then will rebuke those that help him in the next breath. His father seems to be running an unending circle of guilt for a very difficult breakup of his first marriage, and uh, it was devastating on his son. As a bystander watching this movie played and replayed over again, I question the intent of this exercise and what I'm supposed to be learning. Or are we doing this for the sake of the son's earthly journey? Our lives have been held captive by this broken record. (laughs) If we all convene to come here for a purpose and our guides are here to help, is it possible to just have a really big family meeting of the third and fourth dimensions Get the sun turned around so we can move on with the more fun things in life like expanding consciousness and raising the energy vibration in the world. Thanks for your thoughts, Laura. Such an interesting question. Thank you, Eric, for reading that. Um, Well, guides actually don't create challenges in your life. We do. We create all of our own challenges. We have complete and total free will. Their job is to help guide you towards consciousness and awareness towards your higher self and we don't have to wait around for anyone to get their act together to enjoy our life. That's a choice that we make, which I don't believe is, is in our own best interest. I, th- I think it's really important to get out of the drama and the movies of other people and what's playing in their life, even if they're our relatives, and sit back and enjoy our own life and let them figure it out. Um, so, so that's my whole piece about it. The guides do not create challenges in our lives. We make our own. We are responsible for every aspect of our life. They're there gently and lovingly, unconditionally appreciating us and whispering, don't watch his movie. Go play, pay attention to your own movie, your own life, your own destiny. Um, however, many of us get uh, addicted to what's fam- familiar. And for some people, that is to watch the drama unfold in other people's lives versus maybe taking the risk of being a little bored in their own life, but maybe, you know, creating some fun out of it eventually. So that's what I have to say about that. And uh, so we have some callers on the line. We we do have some callers on the line. We've got Linda calling now from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Linda. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm great, thank you. What can I do for you? Well, I had a total knee replacement in January of this year, which went very well. I've healed very fast. Uh, I'm a reflexologist, so I understand all the energy. But I have not been able to get warm. It's like I am cold. Hmm to the core all the time. Mm -hmm. So what happened is um, when you had the surgery, your auric field um, was disrupted from the anesthesia or, you know, it could be different drugs besides that that were used or just actually the incisions, um, the laparoscopic approach or however it was done. What totally usually isn't done laparoscopically yet, is it? Or do they do it that way now? No, no, it was, it was total. Yeah, total. I mean, it's very... Yeah. Very invasive. Right. So um, it's your aura, you know, so the auric field, what happened is the fields are sensitive to medication Mm -hmm. and yours are really sensitive to medication. As a reflexologist, that doesn't surprise me. And so have you had any energy work since the surgery? Yes, I have. Mm. And that's why I'm so surprised um, that I'm still, you know, having the same issue because I've had... Different people do energy work for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've been working with it. Right, and you've so been I don't understand. So, when you're working on your energy, are you working on your chakras or your auric field? I have been working 
on the chakras. Right. So what I'd love for you to do, and I'm not saying that your chakras, all of our chakras don't need some work, of course, but I'd love for you to start focusing on your aura because that's where the leaks are. That's why you're getting cold. Okay. So I would, and I'm working on the seventh layer of your aura right now. That's like the final piece to the eggshell that surrounds us. And so I'm, I'm working on any potential holes that might be there. But what you can do, let's say maybe you'll have your hand, you know, maybe your right hand on a chakra location on your body. And then move your other hand, um, your right hand, or however you want to do it, one hand on your body, one kind of out, you know, away from you, like maybe two or three feet. And start moving your fingertips like you're um, weaving, you know, or playing a, a piano or a guitar. Because okay. there's a lot of structured fields in the auric. Um, and your third layer of the field is pretty much knocked out. That's your mental plane. Um, your second layer is knocked out too. Um, uh, and a little bit on the fifth, a little bit on the sixth. Your seventh is looking better while we're having a conversation. So that can help seal in the energy. Just start, in, you know, because you're sensitive to energy, you'll be able to just kind of weave the structures into more of a closure and close up any leaks just by moving your fingers in the aura and, okay. and having that intention of um, creating any seals that you need to so that you don't have any openings in the in these beautiful, gorgeous fields that surround the body. Okay. Okay? Okay, great. I will work with that. I appreciate that so much. Sure, and, and let me know how it works. Okay, I will. And thank you again, Marie. You're uh, welcome. It's my that's pleasure. That's the key I've been looking for. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, Yeah, have a great time doing it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And the special Linda edition of the Marie Manucherry Show continues now as we talk to (laughs) Linda in Bellevue. Great. Hi, Linda. How are you? Hi. Good, Marie. Um, I came to see you on actually 11-11 a couple of years ago. Wow. And you talked to me about my guides and um, also about my father who passed over. Mm. And I'm just wondering if... um, you know, you have any information through the veil from my guides or... Um, well, definitely from, your yeah. dad. I mean, he's like jumping up and down. You know, he he wishes... I have a different wish, but uh, he wishes that you would, you know, talk to a medium almost every day so that you could hear him, you know, loving you and, you know, having a cup of tea with you. He said a cup of joe, but a cup of tea with you every day and... You know, he just he just loved that interaction. You know, he loves any type of interac- interaction where you feel like you're really consciously connecting with with him. He loves that so much. And and so what I'm telling him, because he and I are having, this is what happens when I talk to people on the other side through the veil, by the way, <laughs> um, is that we have a mental telepathic conference going on at the same time. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I'm telling him, you know, although that's a lovely thought, I said, why don't we help your daughter to sense and experience through the veil so she doesn't have to have a hire a medium to have a conversation with you. And he goes, Oh, um, yes. Yes. <laughs> so when do you feel from a, maybe a more subtle energetic perspective that you're connecting with your father? Um, you know, I guess I always sense that he's, around but he's been gone for i mean a long time i, I was 11 mm-hmm. yeah, that's a <laughs> long time mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah i don't know in i in the reading too where when i my session with you you had said something about you know that he was doing a lot of spiritual work on the other side and mm-hmm. um learning a lot and um 
possibly come back, you know, in another body or something. I don't know. Um, but just kind of curious if there's anything else there. Well, to, just to kind of continue, continue this conversation, do you talk to him? Um, probably not. Probably in my head, yes. Yes. Okay. Not verbally, not words, out and, loud. And when you talk to him in your head, do you get a response? Uh... Not that I'm aware of, okay. no. So that's uh-huh. what he wants. He wants more of that. So start speaking out loud to your father. Start speaking out loud to your dad. Um, it, you know, like just having a, a fun conversation with him or tell him about your day so that you can kind of get that connection back. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, especially before he reincarnates if he decides to do that um, while you're still in a body. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be really fun for both of you. And, and and I think you're going to be surprised by what you hear back. And I think it's going to really help you to identify those moments when you are strongly connected and have, um, you know, more of an etherical response through the veil. I think it'll be very empowering for you. Okay, good. Okay. I'll work on that. Good. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Yum, yum. <laughs> Let's talk to <laughs> Sue in Woodinville. That's so sweet. I just love Ram Dass. He's so sweet. Hi, Sue. How are you? Miss Marie, I am very well. How are you? I'm great, thank you. What can I do for you? Well, I, I have to do a little... I don't feel bad for you that you're back in the Pacific Northwest after <laughs> Palm Springs and Beachside. I, I have no... Yeah, it was bad. You. you know, really that bad. Yeah, tough. Terrible. Mm-hmm terrible. So I've been listening to your last caller, and it's been quite validating. Also, it's interesting. I love how the universe brings up people that, of course, you need to hear. And I think you had originally taught me that through listening to your radio program is even if you don't get through, there's always something that you're intended to hear. Yeah, And I just, I literally lost my dad to the other side um, last month, a year ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. and And it's, it is what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and he's he's in a much better place dancing and having a good time. And um, I have been, over the last few years, um, been opening up and becoming more conscious. And I guess what I'm calling here for today is just more validation that, yes, it really is. I'm not going nuts. I really do hear dead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really, yeah. I mean, I do. I And I have for a long time. It's just I've become more open and open and open. And I guess I'm curious to hear what you're seeing and feeling around me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It looks like the veil's very thin around you. And and you know what's funny, too, is because I know um, that you love humor, and it seems to me that a lot of the connections that you get through the veil are very humorous, you know, like it's funny. It's it's certainly not boring, that's for sure. And and that works well with your personality, which I think is um, something to recognize that a lot of times what we are able to sense and pick up and translate is going to be comforting to us. On, on multiple levels. So, yeah, no, I think it's excellent. Congratulations. I think it's lovely. Well, thank you. And it's part from your teaching as well. Well, thank you. It's very I, kind. Well, thank you very much. I also, the whole listening and hearing, because a lot of the times when I have um, these guests coming through, I, I, I smell them and hear, I mm-hmm. smell them and feel them before mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, I guess I just need validation on that. But also, uh, when I do hear them, it's yes and no, mm-hmm. or there's little bits and pieces. And I'm wondering if I'm just not opening up enough, or it's, this is just my stage of the process. I would look at it as a stage of the process, and it okay. is very common to um, to actually smell. I mean, that's what oh, a lot completely. of people, yeah, a lot of people smell, sense 
I smell a lot of flowers around people. And so that's how, before I see someone give flowers to a loved one, I start to smell them. And then I start looking for bouquets or orange trees or, you know, something that would be really fragrant. But yeah, I, I think it'll get, the conversation will get um, bigger, but it's going to probably come through metaphors. So pay attention to the images in your yeah. mind. Yeah. And then start translating that into language. Cause that's just the way they're working with you is through images that makes sense because I'm an image person. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm tactile yeah. image. Do you yeah. see, hear anything from my dad? Uh, he just says you're a hoot. He goes, I can't <laughs> keep up with you. I couldn't keep up with you in life. I can't keep up with you from the other side. And you're just a hoot. But, of course, he loves you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Blessings to you. And thank, thank you. For taking you. My call. Thanks, Sue, from Thankful Network. Thank you uh, very much. Oh, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so you're much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's talk to Sarah in Issaquah now. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. I wanted to know about the uh, about the veil, why it yeah. gets thinner this time of year, and how I can use that. Oh, such a great, you know, I wish I knew exactly why, you know, October, you know, Halloween is the time that it's the thinnest. I'm not really sure why, you know, if it's astrological or if, if it just brings back memories from a time when humans we're consciously multisensory versus now we're still, we're, it's like a slippery slope for us. You know, we're, we, we don't always recognize it and it definitely takes a, lo- a lot of practice. But it's consciousness that makes the veil thin or the placenta turn into a veil so that people aren't having to look through tissue to try to understand something on a multisensory level. And consciousness comes from deeply knowing oneself. So the more you know yourself, the more you... Um, appreciate and value your being, the more you learn to calm and reflect and not take things too seriously, the more you let go of expectations, which is consciousness and awareness and being in the present moment, then that structure that separates us from the physical and the non-physical realms um, dissipates. Okay. Yeah. So what are you working on consciously? Oh, I would like, well, you had said to a caller just before me, it wouldn't it be nice if she could do this without using a medium? And Yeah. And I have this sometimes, but it's tough to trust yeah. that, that you're not just making it up. Right. So Until you find physical evidence that you haven't made it up, and that's always cool. You pointed so. out two very important things. You do need to learn to trust. And I think the reason why I've learned to trust is because I've done it almost every single day some form of energy work or reading or intuitive work since the moment it happened to me. So I get tons of practice and I get tons of, um, you know, uh, constant kind of, um, yeah, that's true or no, it's not, or, you know, constant feedback, I guess you Mm -hmm. could say. So trusting, and you're right, it does feel like you're making it up at first. It really does. (laughs) It really does. Seriously. And there are times when I say something to someone, I'm like, oh my God, really, Marie? I mean, really, I'm thinking that in my head and then then they go, oh my God, that's Uncle Harry. I'm like, really? I mean, I'm just as shocked as they are most of the time. And I don't think that sense necessarily goes away. I think that's what makes it fun. And that's what makes you need to trust more, you know, that you're a part of this really amazing circumstance of events that we don't have a book that really explains it. We don't have a, we have classes, but they're more etherical. They're not computerized programming where you can download it and you know for sure what's, it's a black and white situation. No, it's very gray. So have a lot of fun with it and, and go for it even when you're not trusting yourself so that you can get that validation or that return of, oh my gosh, I was right. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We're running short on time here, but I think we can 
spend about three minutes uh, talking to Jane in Marysville. Hi, Jane. How are you? Hi, fine. Great. What can I do for you? Uh, a good friend of mine, kind of boyfriend. Uh, You're so funny, father. kind of boyfriend. <laughs> he is. He, it all depends on what mood he's in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you think now? Well, I think um, now you know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, his father had heart surgery yesterday. Oh. Like 80. Yeah. 80s, and I wanted to know how he was doing. Well, I, I think recovering from surgery like that is a little hard. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, as, as, you know, a lot of my friends or people that I know who want to go out and have elective surgery, I'm like, you know, I'm saving my body for any potential, you know, bypass, yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> that I might need versus a facelift or a boob job or a tummy tuck. Not that I don't reflect on all of those things occasionally, but um, yeah. So he looks like he's, he's tired to me. He's worn out because his whole body has to work on detoxifying from those chemicals, which we, as we age, our liver doesn't work as, as a high tech, you know, organ, you know, or, or our kidneys and chemicals have to move through those parts of our bodies and other parts of our bodies to cleanse themselves of them. You know, so I think he's having a difficult time. I think he's really happy he survived. He was worried that he wasn't going to, although his physicians didn't feel that way from what I could see. Well, that's what they said, yeah. Yeah, and so so he's really happy about that, and he hopes that it gives his family more time. He's actually ready to pass over. He's like, eh, whatever, I'm kind of done with this place. But his family isn't ready to let go of him, and so I think he's doing whatever he's doing for his family. But I do think that ultimately he's, at least for a period of time after he completely recovers, he's going to be happy that he had the surgery because he is going to feel better. Okay. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. Okay. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening to the show. And I'm very happy to be in this beautiful, gorgeous fall weather. I'm looking forward to interviewing Susie Russell Hall. She is the illustrator for my first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. She'll be in the studio on Thursday. So she's also a fantastic artist, not just um, a medical art artist, but also a fine artist. So we're going to have a lot of fun chatting her up. Until Thursday, joyful blessings. Bye-bye. And go vote. Oh, yeah, and vote. <laughs> <laughs>